Yo fam, Coach Sam from Strong Gents Coaching back with another episode for you guys. And on today's episode, we're covering three fitness questions that I got asked this week in my coaching program. I thought you guys should know this stuff as well. But before we dive in, gents, if you could please smash that five-star review button wherever you are listening to this, I would greatly appreciate it. And then when you're done listening to this episode, please share it with two friends who could also use this information. Uh, I'm trying to grow this podcast to reach as many men as possible, and I need your help. It takes a tribe, gentlemen. So go ahead, smash that review button, five stars, please, and share this episode with two of your closest friends. All right, here we go. First question that I got asked this week that I jotted down was, uh, Sam, can I still get a good-looking body without going to a gym? Um, someone reached out to me. They don't have a gym near them. Well, they do, but they don't really want to sign up. It's a little expensive. The contract's a little iffy, so on and so forth. So they were like, yo, dude, can I still get a good body without a gym? And the answer was, and is, and always will be, absolutely 100% yes, you can. There's three main things you need to focus on when you want to build a good-looking body when you don't have a gym, and it's the same three things that you focus on when you do have a gym. Uh, the only difference is you're not using weights or other forms of resistance to build muscle. You're using your own body, and that's okay. So the three things that you need to focus on, one, is going to be trying to get stronger and building muscle. So that's going to be some strength exercises that you're going to do with your body. These are called calisthenics. That's a fancy word for body weight strength training. So examples of this would be push-ups, pull-ups, rows, lunges, squats, sit-ups, planks, leg raises, so on and so forth. There's so many body weight exercises. You can just YouTube them. You want to pick at least two exercises for your lower body and uh, two exercises for your upper body and then throw in some more as you go along. Uh, and how do you gain muscle on this? Well, I'm going to be honest, when you use body weight, you're going to have to focus a little bit more on repetition and uh, more training frequently frequency so doing a little bit more training than you know two or three days a week you might have to do four or five days a week just so you can get the volume uh and the uh, stimulus to actually force your body to grow some muscle but then you can make some manipulations as well you can start doing uh slower tempo repetition so for example on a push-up on your descent down to the floor you can count one two three four and then pause at the bottom and then one two three four on the way up that's called tempo training, and that helps uh, produce more tension within the muscle, which is important for muscle growth, uh, and sometimes can be hard to do with your body weight if you're just repping them out. But I have seen some great results from people who do a lot of volume uh, with body weight, um, and also isometrics work fantastic as well. So holding the middle of a push-up or holding the middle of a pull-up or holding a squat position or a lunge position, those seem to actually really build up the, the muscles, um, most likely because on top of the repetitions that you're doing, it also produces a little bit more of that intramuscular tension uh, and tells your body, yo, dog, we need to grow. So that's number one is going to be those strength training body weight exercises. Um, you know, if you can't do one push-up, the goal is to do one push-up, then five, then 10, then 15, then 20, then 25. Same thing with squats, lunges, pull-ups, so on and so forth. If you can't do pull-ups, buy yourself some suspension wraps, uh, straps, throw them on the back of a door and do rows, okay? And then slowly work your strength up till you can eventually do pull-ups. Uh, there's so many modifications and manipulations for the body that it really is endless in terms of what you can actually do um, to build muscle and to get stronger. It's actually pretty fantastic. It's a skill in its own right. Weightlifting is a skill, and then body weight training is also a skill. I utilize a lot of body weight strength training with myself and all my clients because not only is it, it does help you build some good muscle and a good physique, 
I am a firm believer that it is important to be able to use your body throughout life and to be able to support the weight of your body and to manipulate your body in space to, one, reduce the chances of injury on everyday tasks, whether it be picking something up or climbing over something, but also as you age, um, it does give you a better quality of life. I work with a lot of people who are in the 55 and older community all the way up to 90 years old, and uh, they all do better with practicing those body weight movements to help them get off the floor, support themselves, you know, getting out of a chair, uh, picking things up, carrying things, so on and so forth. Uh, just the body weight training in general makes them stronger to do all those things. And uh, so whether it be hanging from the bar to increase grip strength or, you know, doing squats or push-ups or um, get-ups from the floor, you know, walking out to a push-up position and walking back up. Those are all things that I believe everybody should be able to do, along with some other things I'm not going to mention right now because it'll eat up too much time to cover all the bodyweight training stuff. Uh, but on top of the benefits of helping you build muscle and get stronger for aesthetic reasons, for look for looking good, uh, it's just a great thing to continue practicing um, in your exercise program throughout life so you can maintain basic, uh, you know, physical functions and reduce the risk of injury and, and enjoy life altogether. Uh, so that's the number one key uh, or one of the keys, first key for uh, building a good body, which is your body weight. Number two is going to be incorporating some type of aerobic training. Now, in this instance, we're going to pretend that we don't have a treadmill, a bike, or elliptical or anything like that. Instead, we're going to say all you got is your body. So what can you do to increase your aerobic capacity? What is aerobic capacity or just aerobic fitness in general? It's just cardio, guys. That's the, the term everybody knows. Uh, it's cardiovascular exercise. And the reason why this is important is because, you know, across the board, it doesn't matter if you're lifting weights in the gym or you're just using, you know, your body weight to build muscle. If you want to actually look toned and lean and jacked and shredded, you need to lose some body fat. And a good way to kickstart that process, maintain that fat loss progress, um, and and keep a leaner physique is by moving more. And if you're someone who has a desk job or you just don't move a lot throughout the day, you're going to have to schedule in some aerobic activity. Uh, and my favorite form actually only requires the use of your body, and it is walking. I've had clients lose up to 70 pounds just from walking. They didn't have a gym. This was during the coronavirus, so they weren't. They didn't have a gym. They didn't have any weights at their house, so they couldn't do anything. Um, and they were actually uh, a little bit too. How do I say this? They they were just too compromised to actually do some of the body weight stuff I wanted them to do, due to injuries and being obese. Um, the client I'm talking about in this situation was 330 pounds. They are currently 260 pounds, and the first 30 pounds, so he went from 330 to 300, was during the heat of Corona, literally when it started, basically. And uh, he had two torn shoulders. Uh, he was in the military. He suffered some injuries in the military. Uh, and he was struggling because of that and actually gained all the weight um, after getting you know, out of the military uh, because his injuries were holding him back from being active. And uh, he wasn't handled properly you know, for the physical therapy and all, all that stuff that comes along with it, uh, especially because COVID had happened. So uh, anyways, he was having trouble with just the basic stuff. And I wasn't there to help him through it, to modify it as best I could. We tried over the phone and that does work a little bit, but still a lot of times when you're in that situation where you're extremely obese and you have some pre-existing injuries that hurt when you do certain things, um, you know, you got to just do what you can and modify things uh, to the best of your ability. And so what didn't bother him so much was walking at a slow pace, you know, and in the beginning he couldn't even walk from his couch to his mailbox. That's how out of shape he was. So uh, the goal was five times a day to get off his chair uh, and walk to the mailbox and back down to the end of his driveway and back 
Uh, that was five times a day. And we did that for a couple of weeks. And then he started getting more confident and actually feeling a little bit better. And so the goal was then from the front door to the end of his street. And we did that for a week. And then the front door to the end of uh, the other street, like his block turns into an, another street. Uh, and then we did that. And then eventually he started actually his legs started feeling better. He was gaining a better stride in walking, and he was actually enjoying getting out of the house because we were in the middle of Corona. Nothing was going on anyways, and he was going crazy inside. Uh, so then he started picking that up, and eventually when he started walking at least a mile a day, seven days a week, he started losing weight. Now, this is along with diet modification, which I'm going to go to next, um, but eventually he worked his way up to you know walking at least an hour a day, seven days a week, and uh the weight loss progress was phenomenal. And that that's more of an extreme case. It's really not. A lot of people are actually in that situation where they're dealing with some nagging injuries. They're very overweight and uh, they don't know what to do. And walking could be great, especially because you can start in a short distance like my client did. And then it's just an endless increase in what you can do to keep burning more calories or keep getting, you know, uh, your aerobic capacity to keep getting stronger and stronger. So for example, you could increase the speed at which you walk you can increase the distance you can find a spot with more hills uh this these are just some of the manipulations and the and the variations you could do with walking so that's number two is going to increase your activity you only need your body weight to do it it's my number one form of cardio it is walking you should try to walk for at least 30 minutes a day uh if that's too much for you right now you can follow a protocol similar to what my client did and start as small as possible and every week add a little bit more distance. Um, it's going to be an incredible tool in your toolbox for you to lose weight, to lose a little bit of that body fat uh, so you can look lean while you try and build some muscle with the calisthenic strength training. Uh, and number three, the three key uh, elements to this building a good body without a gym, <coughs> excuse me, is of course diet. So in any case, whether you're working out in the gym or not, you're using weights or not, uh, the way you're going to look lean and strong and jacked is by having a lower percentage of body fat. So you could actually probably have a good build. You may have a good build right now. You just can't see it because you have too much body fat on your body. So you need to address your diet, which is the hardest thing for most people to do, even though it's a very simple thing. Uh, a lot of men out there, maybe it's you, maybe it's not. It's just in my experience working with hundreds and hundreds of men are usually not in control of their diet, mostly because most men, maybe you, maybe not, don't do their food shopping they don't do their cooking. So that's two of the main, that is the main two things in nutrition is what food you're getting and what you're cooking. That is going to, you know, make up your diet essentially. And when someone else is doing those things for you and you're just blindly eating whatever is put in front of you from your spouse or your mom or your girlfriend or whoever, um, you're not in control. So we need to regain some control and start to change our diet a little bit. Now, what's the best diet to you know, build some of this muscle and lose body fat. Well, for men, I find it's a diet high in protein, high in vegetables, high in fruit, moderate amount of rice and potatoes, and less junk food and alcohol. Okay, so lots of whole foods, home-cooked meals are the best if you can. Lots of animal products, meat, eggs, Greek yogurt to get your protein in. Lots of fruits and vegetables to keep you full and uh, strong in the gym. Uh, and then, or well, rice, potatoes to keep you full and strong in the gym and the fruits and vegetables to fill you up uh, and to, you know, the fruits are for that sweet tooth. And then sometimes you can have your favorite stuff. You want to sprinkle those in. You want to think about eating like a dog. That's my famous phrase. I do it myself. I try and get clients to do something similar to it because it's just the best way to lose body fat. It is to eat similar food items 
every single day around the same time every single day and do that always and then sprinkle in some treats here and there. That's what your dog does, okay? If you have a dog or you know someone who has a dog, the dog eats the same dry food at the same times every single day for the entire duration of its life and then sprinkled in are some treats. Uh, and that's kind of how you should address your nutrition as well. If you're eating too many calories, you're going to keep gaining weight or you're not going to be able to burn body fat. So you have to address that. And a good way to reduce your calories without tracking anything or doing anything is to go from a junk food diet with lots of alcohol and lots of sodas to a more whole food diet with higher protein content, lots of water, less alcohol, and work from there. Make adjustments from there. Um, you know, if you would like some coaching on that aspect, of course, reach out to me at stronggenscoaching at gmail.com and we'll get you on the right track. But that's the key elements for building a good looking body without a gym, guys. You just use your body <clears throat> for every type of training and then you address your nutrition. Okay, moving on to question number two. I got asked this. Uh, I actually have a client who's doing a lot of walking right now. They're getting into it. Uh, it's been about three weeks. They're getting good results. They're down in weight. They're feeling better. And, uh, they came to me the other day actually. And they said, Hey Sam, should I be doing my cardio, my, my walking in the morning fasted on an empty stomach or fed on a full stomach? So basically should I eat breakfast before I do it? Or should I not eat breakfast before I do it? And, uh, it's a good question. You know, they were doing some research on their own, which I hope everybody does. I like when clients come to me with questions. They come to me with, you know, some uh, challenging viewpoints or just curiosity. I love that because uh, I'm obsessed with this stuff and I have a lot of experience. So I like sharing with them um, some some of the information that they have brought to me, uh, my experience with it and my client's experience with it. So they can take it and run with it. So they asked me again, should I do it cardio fasted or not? And I said, listen, listen, brother. It's an experiment, okay? You have to try both and see what you like best, okay? Some people do better on an empty stomach in the morning and some people don't. For example, myself, um, I enjoy doing my uh, aerobic activity or even uh, a less intense weight training session on an empty stomach, fasted in the morning, okay? For some reason, if I eat a big meal in the morning, um, it's always coming back up you know, when I'm training and working out and when I do my cardio, I'm always cramping up. So I actually like doing it fasted myself. Um, some people though, when they do work out in the morning fasted, they feel very tired, very sluggish and like they have no power. And if this is you, you would probably do better eating breakfast beforehand so you can get a better session in. Uh, because if you're not getting a good quality session in, uh, you're missing out on, on some a key component of building a good looking body and continuing your progress, which is the training session. So you want to optimize that training session and make it as um, efficient as possible and to perform the best you can. And so if you're someone who feels super, super sluggish on a fasted stomach in the morning, you know, you might benefit from eating breakfast. Now, again, I'll take this back to my earlier 20s when I gained a lot of weight. You know, I wanted to build a lot of muscle, I gained 40 pounds, which was big for my frame. And, uh, you know, when I changed my goals and I went, I wanted to run more and do some more obstacle races. Um, I started running in the morning and, uh, you know, I noticed I was extremely hungry. I was very fatigued. I was very sluggish. I felt like crap. Um, and all I wanted to do was eat breakfast. Now that's because I went from eating a giant breakfast in the morning when I was building muscle to not needing to eat that anymore. And in the beginning I was eating it and I was getting nauseous and, you know, food was coming up when I was running. So I decided to 
to skip the breakfast, and then I experienced those crazy hunger pains. Now, it lasted about a week, and then my body adapted. So you might think that you're someone who doesn't do good on an empty stomach in the morning um, because you're getting hungry and because you feel sluggish, but it might just be because your body didn't adapt yet to your new way of doing things. So that's also an experiment you might want to try is you may feel like, you know, not eating in the morning is affecting you, uh, which it could be, but also it could just be that, you know, your body's programmed for food at that time. Kind of like a dog gets hungry around the same time it's supposed to every day because you're supposed to feed it every day. It starts to get hungry because it knows food is coming. Your body's very similar to that. And so you might just have to wait it out a week. That was, you know, it was about a week for me. That's the experience with some of my clients. And then they do enjoy the fasted uh, session more. But it's going to be an experiment, you know. Is one better than the other? Not necessarily, no, because like I said, if the quality of your training in the morning has drastically decreased because you're not eating, you know, you're not going to get the same results you would as that uh, if you were having a great workout. So I'm a fan of making sure the workout is still on par with what you know you're able to do and are supposed to do. Like for me, if, you know, if training fasted was, you know, affecting um, my performance and my goals, I would not be doing that, you know, but I like to wait things out a little bit and see if my body adapts and see if my performance pick that picks back up. And that was the experience and has been the experience for me is the first week's a little bit of struggle. I'm kind of hungry. I'm a little sluggish, but then my body adapts and bang, I'm actually performing at a top notch level, you know, for what I expect out of myself. So it's just an experiment. I hope that explains things. It's not necessarily better or worse. It's what's better or worse for you and your goals in the current, you know, situation in your life. So uh, yeah, let me know how that works. I'm actually interested to see if you try some of that and, and, and what works best for you um, and what goals you were trying to accomplish. Like, were you trying to lose weight? Did it help? You know, which one helped you best? You know, were you trying to lift a certain amount of weight? Which one helped you best? Were you trying to run a certain distance? Which one helped you best, you know, fasted or, or fed in the morning? I like knowing these things. So shoot me an email, stronggentscoaching at gmail.com. We'll have a conversation. And the last question I have for you guys, uh, or well, I have for me, the answer um, what is the key to getting bigger arms? Now, I have a client. We were training the other day. He comes to work out twice a week. He's had fantastic results the past few years we've been together. Uh, but he really wants bigger arms now, you know, which is great. I think, you know, if, if you have a goal, let's do it. And so he's like, how do I get bigger arms? Now, he works out twice a week. And I said, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Come twice a week. We do full body um, each time because normally when people come twice a week, I do full body to get, you know, uh, as to maximize the muscle building potential and strength potential of each muscle group. It's just a good way to go about it. And I said, listen, we're going to have to, or you're going to have to outside the gym, you know, uh, get a couple more sessions in, even if you just have a pair of dumbbells at your house or a pair of bands or something, you're going to need to add more volume to your arms, right? So if you want bigger arms, we're going to need to do more arm work. And so I'm a fan in my experience for myself and clients, especially the, excuse me, especially the thinner guys, which we call, we refer, we refer to as hard gainers, you know, someone who has a hard time gaining muscle and gaining weight. You know, I've had great experience with myself and others. <clears throat> when adding a lot more repetitions to the arms, they tend to grow. Uh, so a good style of training for this actually is uh, German volume training. And I have my own variations to this. Other people have their own variations to this. <clears throat> but essentially, it's just a lot of volume. So for me, uh, I like doing 100 reps on each muscle group, and I do opposing muscle groups. So for the arms, like if you're trying to get bigger arms, <clears throat> a good way to apply a lot of volume is by doing 10 sets of 10. So you would do a bicep curl followed by a tricep extension, back and forth, 
10 reps on one, 10 reps on the other, 10 reps on the other, 10 reps on the other, back and forth 10 times each, 100 reps on each arm. And I like people throwing that into their training program as just a separate entity in and of itself. For example, if you're doing, let's say Monday, you're doing chest, shoulders, tries, Tuesday, you do back buys, uh, Wednesday's off, Thursday's legs, you know, Friday's your chest tries again on your leg day. I would throw in the 10 sets of 10 for the buys and tries. Or on another day, I would throw in 10 sets of 10 buys and tries. That way, you're still getting your, your regular bicep and tricep work in on your push and pull workouts. And then you're getting an extra you know, 100 reps each on that German volume training on a different day. Um, and also, you know, if you do want bigger arms, of course, you're going to have to eat uh, enough calories to support that muscle growth process. And in that process, the rest of your musculature on the body is going to grow as well. And that's okay. Now, you will have to accept the fact that, you know, if you want to maximize the amount of muscle you can build, you're going to gain a little bit of body fat along the way because you're, because you're going to be eating a lot more calories. So you might lose a little bit of definition on the journey to getting bigger arms, but then we can go ahead and try after a period of time, you know, a decent amount of time, six months or 12 months of trying to gain some mass in those arms and you will gain mass in other areas of your body as well. We can go ahead and try and lean out a little bit and then see how they look, uh, do a little cutting uh, in terms of your calories and, and, and burn some body fat and see how your arms look after that. <clears throat> but really the key to getting bigger arms is training your arms more frequently. Uh, and for a lot of people that I'm going to be honest is just more repetitions. You know, if you're only working out two days a week and you're getting three sets of 10 on your biceps and triceps, it's just not enough. So Increase the amount that you work those muscles and make sure you are getting enough protein and enough calories to support that muscle building process and your arms will grow with the rest of your body. And that's all I got for you guys today. That's it, gents. Three fitness questions. I think I'm going to start doing these more often. I like it. Three questions to the point. Um, you know, these are questions that a lot of you have probably thought about yourself or you will think about in the future so you can come back to this. So, until next time, gents, don't forget to smash that five-star review wherever you're listening to this and share this episode with two of your closest friends. Don't forget the motto here is get strong, stay strong. Peace.